welcome to Unshaken and Merry Christmas. This is a podcast of the Women of the Word Ministry of Christ the Word Church and I'm Julie Van Warmer, your host. All right, so we made it through Thanksgiving and we are now heading into the month of December and the next two podcasts we're going to focus on Christmas. They're both going to go a little different direction, but I hope that you really enjoy them because I actually personally love to be inspired and encouraged regarding Christmas. I think sometimes we need like a little spark to give us some new ideas and that's actually what today's podcast is all about. It's how to gear up for Christmas. We're going to talk about some new and fun ideas that we can do to celebrate Christmas and some pitfalls to avoid. And just a quick reminder as you're heading into the holiday, this might be a time when you are wrapping gifts or organizing your house in preparation to have people over, and it might be a good time to catch up on all of our past podcasts you might have missed. Um, It might be a great time to binge. This would be an okay thing to binge on, okay? Forget the Cheetos or the Christmas cookies. Binge on the Unshaken podcast, all right? And um, you can also mention this as you visit with family and friends during this next month. Tell people about this podcast. It's a great way to share it. You can subscribe to it on your favorite podcast directory like Apple Podcast, Google Podcast. I follow it on CastBox, or you can even listen to it on Spotify. It's a great way to get it out. So as I mentioned today, we're going to head into this episode focusing on some fun, exciting things to prepare for Christmas. And I thought, I need to invite someone fun on this podcast. So I decided to invite my dear friend, Sarah DeSone, who's super fun. Hi, Julie. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) I'm glad you're here. And um, a little fun fact about Sarah that I just want to share is... um, her sister is Grace, and Grace is the one who's our, I call her our technology queen. She does all the background for the podcast, and I just really appreciate that, Grace. I think you're probably listening, so thank you for all that you do behind the scenes that no one ever sees. Yep, it's she's super, pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> techie. She's super techie. And Sarah, I'm so glad that you came on and are willing to chit-chat with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Yeah, I'm glad. And um, I want you to start by telling us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, my husband Josh and I, we have five kids. Our oldest is in eighth grade this year, and on down to we have a almost four-year-old. Oh, my. Oh, wow. Okay, so um, you have a busy life. Yeah, pretty busy. Yeah. Okay, so let's go back to Christmas because I just have to start by saying, what is your favorite Christmas food? Well, I think I'm a sweets girl, so I would say probably just those cutout sugar cookies with oh. all the frosting. I think those are the best, and oh. we eat so many of those at Christmas time. Oh, yeah. Those are fun. I, I still love the Christmas cookies that are called church windows. Oh, yeah. Have you ever had those? They're like a chocolate outside, and then they have yes, like marshmallows. Yes, my grandma used to make those. They're, they're definitely old-fashioned, but they bring back memories to me of being a kid. I yeah. don't know who made them in my house, but somewhere they were made. I don't remember my mom making them, but I definitely ate them. So, Sarah, you know our, our podcast today is all about Christmas, mm-hmm. and I know people who start thinking about Christmas and planning for Christmas on December 26th. Like, <laughs> They're ready for it all again. I know people who listen to Christmas music year-round. I mean, I like to listen to Christmas music, but I am not going to listen to it in February or in June. No, me neither. But I know there's some of you out there, so we're going to, you know, we love you. Thanks for listening, all right? But I also look at the month before Christmas. It's exciting and fun, but it's also really busy. So, Sarah, have you ever felt overly busy at Christmas? And what do you do in your life to change from the busy and the hectic part of Christmas to a more relaxed and focused? Well, I definitely, I'm with you on Christmas music. I do think Christmas music helps relax me at Christmas time. I yeah. listen to a lot of it in that month leading up. And I start, actually, I think I start listening to it like in, right after Halloween. But 
<laughs> okay. Well, I do think some of the busyness is just unavoidable because there's going to be a lot of fun things that we want to do at Christmas time. You know, I love all the parties and opportunities mm -hmm. to get together with family and friends. So we have to be able to figure out how to prioritize um, the important things and to prioritize family at Christmas time because it is important for us mm -hmm. to be together. Um, but it can be really complicated too yeah. because we have to figure out who, where to go, when. Yeah. And we know it's a season. Like it's, yes. it's not our lives are always like this. It's yes. just really the month of December. For sure. Yeah. So for our family, it really works out well because we, we always tend to celebrate with my husband's family the weekend before Christmas and with my family the weekend after Christmas. Because um, for Josh and I, we wanted to start out some of our own traditions at Christmas time, especially on Christmas Day, at our own home. So early on when we started having kids, yeah. um, we just told our families this, and they've been really understanding about it, and we've, we're so thankful because yeah. we've been able to establish kind of a pattern that seems to be working out from year to year. Yeah, that's great. Um, I know my husband and I have done something similar. You know, his family usually did Christmas Eve and my family did Christmas Day. And, and again, that just kind of melted and worked. And we'd always yeah. have this little window on Christmas morning for our own families, little personal families traditions, Yeah, which I think is good. Um, it's interesting. I'm on the other end of this a little bit now because this summer my son got married and that's great. I'm excited. It was a fabulous day, but that means now we have another layer on our Christmas because not mm -hmm. only are we doing my family and my husband's family separate, now we have my son where he's going to have traditions he wants to build with his wife and perhaps future grandbabies. Right. And um, also her family, my daughter-in-law family needs to be a part of this Christmas in some way for her. So I think really this season means a lot, giving people a lot of grace. Definitely. And going without, I think really going without a lot of expectations for how it's got to look. Yes. But being able to say, okay, we, we're going to spend time. Maybe it's not going to be Christmas morning that I'm going to see them. Maybe I'm going to see them the day after Christmas or the week before, like you said, yeah. your family does. Yeah. We, we've got to go with the flow on it. So yeah, and, and I love that we can do it that way because then we can really focus on the people we're with when we're right. with them. So that's something that I've enjoyed a lot. Yeah, I think that's really important. Okay, um, now Christmas can be stressful, but really what we want it to be is fun, right? I mean, that's Definitely. really our goal. So what are some fun ways that you build anticipation for Christmas that you've done with your kids? You said you had five. Yes. And they're perfect ages for Christmas. Yes, they <laughs> definitely are. Yeah, my oldest is like, he still loves Christmas. He's not, I don't think, I, there's not really yeah. anyone that does no. it. But you don't grow out of Christmas, <laughs> I don't No, think. no. But yeah, the little ones, it's very fun at Christmas time. Um, you know, and... My kids definitely get into the Christmas music right along with me. I feel like I'm always pushing it earlier than my husband <laughs> wants me to. We tend to, I sign up for some streaming service free trial so I can listen without ads in right. the Christmas season. I love that. Yeah. But um, one thing I do, just a little thing, they Aldi usually sells these chocolate advent calendars every year and they're like 99 cents each. Yeah. So I get one of those for each of the kids and they get a little piece of chocolate every night when we're doing oh. our devotions. That's fun. One it time, is. one time, my mom bought those um, at Frankenmuth. Now they weren't they weren't ninety nine cent ones, <laughs> and she put them in the freezer. And um, my brother didn't see the front of them. Yeah, and he thought it was just frozen chocolate. So he opened up the back and ate them all out. <laughs> That's funny. And she went down there and went, "Wait a minute here." So I guess you have to label them properly. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. Gonna... I think they anticipate it now every year. It's so like, they... are we getting the chocolate, right. mom? So they so. they know. That's really fun. <laughs> one of the things I've done that's super cheap and, and free is I went to the library and got a whole bunch of books when my kids were really little and liked picture books. Yeah. 
and I would wrap them with Christmas wrap. So oh, I had fun. 24 of them, and then we would alternate which kid got to pick, and they just randomly picked a book, and they would open it, and then we would spend the time reading together, and it was absolutely the that only cost fun. was the cost of the wrapping paper. And, and they I, knew they were library books, so they weren't getting to keep them. That's right. We did, we did have that discussion, <laughs> and I think a few years I bought a few new Christmas books to fit into that, so that was really fun, but yeah. they never saw them, and it was just like a really cheap and easy way to build anticipation. That's neat. Um, I also, one other thing that we do, we give our kids each a little bit of money to purchase gifts for each other. Oh, that's fun. Um, and the, our school does this little economics fair. So every year, like the fifth graders, they will sell gifts to other kids and they can come pick things oh, up for fun. each other. Yeah, it is. And so then they bring home some really interesting choices. <laughs> um, you know, you just never know if you're going to get like a little like... Guy made out of googly eyes and right. puff balls, but you know, like they enjoy giving them to yes. each other and seeing what they get. So, and that is really a part of Christmas. Is yeah. Not only is it receiving things at Christmas, which is often what we think of, but it's also the joy of thinking about people. Mm-hmm. And and that's really a way to serve people is to think about what they would like and be able to give them something. So it's really cool that you're building that tradition to start with. Yeah. Right away. We did that with our kids. They started something where they did. We I started one year years and years ago. Um, secret secret Santas amongst my kids. Mm-hmm. So they would look for ways they could serve that person during the week, and then they would often buy them something with their little piddly money. You oh, know, like yeah. we'd be at you know the dollar store and they would buy something and they would secretly hide it somewhere in their sister or brothers and it stuff. And it built um, anticipation for them and it built you know excitement and it got them off the idea of let's get you know, the ads from the newspaper and let's look through all the things we want. You yeah. know, let's think about what we can do for somebody else. Yeah. Which is really good. Well, and it gives them something exciting too on Christmas morning when they have something to give. I yes. feel like my kids are often more excited about seeing people open yes. the gifts they've purchased than yep. they are about their own. Well, I mean, they're, they're excited about of theirs course. too, but <laughs> I, I also think as my kids have gotten older, we, we used to do, they developed this idea amongst themselves, which was kind of cool. When my kids were little, they began something on their own, which I didn't do anything to do but they loved decorating their rooms for Christmas, their bedrooms. Oh, cute. And so they would have, we went to the dollar store and they each bought a little tree. I mean, like with their own money. Yeah. And little decorations, maybe Hobby Lobby, to put on it. And then when they want to make stuff at Christmas, they can hang it on their own tree. Um, in addition, and then, then they you don't started, have every single yes. ornament on one tree, right. which we do, and yes. it's crazy. Yeah, but that's fun too. <laughs> um, but the other thing they did is they started getting gifts for each other from throughout the month, and they would wrap them and put them underneath their, they call them their mini trees in their yeah. bedrooms. And then they would have, after we'd open our regular Christmas gifts on Christmas morning, they would go to their bedrooms and they would open each other's together. They had like their own little like event. That's I mean, so cute. It was sweet. I love that. They've grown out of it. Yeah. But my older three especially did that. And they have, I'm sure they have fond memories of Definitely. opening things. Sometimes they were made things, you know, that they could make and they'd wrap. It just was fun. Yeah. A good thing to do. Okay. So, you know, it's really fun to think about all the fun ways to anticipate. And I'm sure that mm-hmm. our listeners have hundreds of fun things. And we'll try to put this on our Facebook page. And that's a little blurb for reminding you to join our Facebook page called Unshaken Podcast so that you can dial with us about some of the great things you do in your house and we want to hear those because it gives other spurs everybody on you know maybe maybe our ideas aren't what you want to do but hey maybe you'll read someone else's on the Facebook page okay so now what are some ways you helped your kids focus on Christ rather than Santa Claus and all the commercialism that it brings 
Well, one thing that we do on Christmas Day itself, we always, before we go downstairs to open presents, we always read the Christmas story mm-hmm. from Luke 2, and we pray together before we go downstairs. So my kids know to um, come to our bedroom before they can go down there. We have to come in and read the yes. Christmas story together, and that is a way to keep the focus that the best gift is Jesus. Yes. Amen. I think that's so easy to forget. Like it's yeah. easy in the commercialism to be all about the gifts and all about the uh, little plays the kids are doing at school. I don't know if they'll happen this year, but you know, yeah. whatever, you know, 2020 has <laughs> got its own world, it's special. but um, it's going to be a special Christmas. That's for sure. <laughs> but you know, when it's easy to get into all that stuff and forget to make that time to do that. I think that's really important on Christmas morning to, to start with God's word and read it. I know years ago I ran into something called the Jesse tree, which, oh, yes. have you heard of this? We used to do it too when my older ones were younger, yeah. but we kind of have outgrown it. Yeah. But yeah, remind us, remind well, me of what it, you guys do. Yeah, it's like a, it's well, we made a big tree out of foam, but you could use just an, a, a branch or yeah. you could just do it on a whiteboard and put, the cert, you know, something up on the board. I think but, ours was felt. Yeah. So there's lots of ways to do it. Yeah. But, and there's lots of websites to find it. You can just Google Jesse tree. So the Jesse tree has been a really good thing for us because it is kind of like, um, it's just a, you're walking towards Christmas and you read a passage every day. Yeah. And each of the passages leads you to Christ. Right. And to the, the story. So there might be Old Testament passages and it's just a great way to keep the Bible and Jesus as center of your Christmas right. throughout the month heading up to it. So, yeah. And there's a lot of other, like we did that for several years. And then just last year, actually, we decided to switch it up because we had done the same one yes. first and it kind of felt like we needed something new and fresh to right. re- It got a little bit redundant for the yes, kids. I, think. I agree with you. So we just looked up a family event devotional in, in our Bible app and found one that we really liked. There's a lot of options. Yeah. That's a great idea too, because that's something you can do in the car on the way to school. You can do it in the you know, whenever, because you have the capability. We have so much technology now. One of our Facebook friends commented that she loves to use an Advent candle wreath. And so on her table, starting the first Sunday of Advent, they light a candle and they have a meal together on that Sunday just by that one candlelight. And then each, and they have an Advent devotional that goes with it. And then the next Sunday, they add two candles. And then the next, obviously, three until they get to, I think it ends on Christmas Eve, and they add the last one. And she said, each week you see the light getting brighter, and the kids love to sit and eat by the candlelight. And I thought that was a great way to remember that (laughs) Jesus is the light, and that's what Christmas really is all about. Yes, yes. So there's tons of great books and ideas. I mean, these were just a few that we gave, but there's lots of things out there when you go into the store or you look on Amazon and you punch in Christmas. You get, I mean, literally thousands of books and videos and ideas and all over. How do you pick and choose what you think is best for your kids at Christmas, Sarah? Yeah, well, that can be really overwhelming. And I would say it's important to feel like you don't have to do all those things. Yeah. Like we try to make time for the things that are important to our kids, kind of establishing some of those same things year to year that they enjoy. You know, one thing, one of our standby favorites we always go back to is Charlie Brown Christmas. You yeah. have to watch Charlie Brown Christmas. I, know, I love it's just it. so great. Um, but I just don't put pressure on myself to do everything everyone else is yeah. doing because it's just impossible. And 
sometimes we just run out of time and we don't make it to doing all the things we yeah. maybe had in mind. Like last year, we didn't get to the zoo lights until after Christmas. Yeah. And our, I, <laughs> yeah, our local zoo has fabulous lights that you can walk yes. around and look at and they're, they're amazing. They really are. And it becomes like one of those things. Oh, we have to see the zoo lights, yeah. but it actually was kind of better going after Christmas because yeah. there's less people there. So yes, yes. But I would say, um, we truly can't do everything. Yeah. So we, I think it's important for us to pray about what the Lord would have us prioritize and not put pressure on ourselves yeah. to do it all. I also think that something that plays into that is social media. Hmm. Because I think we look at other people's Christmas pictures and they're amazing. You know, you see yeah. the little girl with the plate of cookies that are beautifully decorated and she's got like a Santa Claus coat on and there's a fresh <laughs> snowfall on the ground. Yes, you know? it's perfect. And it's perfect. But we don't see the fact that she hates the coat, the tag in the back behind her neck and she was just crying about it before the mom took the picture and the dishes are a mess in the kitchen from making those cookies. Right. And they forgot to put like salt in so they're gross or something. (laughs) Right. Exactly. We don't see all the backgrounds. We just see that moment and we have to be careful with anything like this that we don't start to compare ourselves to other women and their lives and their situations because we need to do what works for us and our family and it may look different than other people. I love also how you'd brought up prayer um, because we do want to make sure that our traditions honor God. You know, you said prayerfully think and pray about it. And I think that's really important that we spend time doing that in preparation for Christmas. Okay. So now Sarah, I'm going to talk about a really hot topic at Christmas. Okay. And if you are, have little kids listening, I recommend that you take them out of the room. Okay. For this really hot topic. Okay. So here is my big question. What do you do with Santa? (laughs) Well, you know, it's interesting because when we started having kids, we came into this. This was a hot topic for us. Yeah. My husband grew up. He was in a home where he fully believed in Santa until, I don't know, like, you know, partway through elementary school. (laughs) Not quite that long, I don't (laughs) think. But, you know, but I didn't. My parents had told me all along that he was just pretend. So it was something that we had to work through as a couple because we had grown up with different approaches. You know, at first, Josh didn't know if he wanted to give that up because Santa was a fun part of his childhood. Yeah, brought back good memories. Yeah, it did. <laughs> but, you know, as Christians, it was important for us that the focus of Christmas would be on Jesus. And so we couldn't really see a way to incorporate Santa without it being a distraction from the truth of Jesus' birth. Right. And I think um, we also didn't want to have to deceive our kids in any way because we were thinking the way that we see it, that we want them to believe in a God they cannot see. And we tell them that he's very real, even though they cannot see him. And telling them the same thing about Santa and then later on being like, actually, no, it's this one's just pretend, right. but God's real. Right. You know, we, we felt like that could be counterproductive to Absolutely. teaching them. So we, we decided not to make a big deal of Santa at all. He's kind of like at our house, he's kind of like Mickey Mouse. Like he's yeah. not some taboo thing that we can't talk to, but he's a character that we right. visit at Bass Pro Shops because that's a fun tradition. Right. But, you know, they know their presents come from us and... We, you know, Santa's just for fun. Right. Yeah, I think you and I have similar situations because my husband grew up in a home where they did have, actually they have a Santa suit that somebody owns in the family and someone (laughs) dresses up as Santa every year to deliver gifts. Now, I think at some point when kids are about four or five, they realize that is not Santa, that was grandpa in that suit. And, but, and so my older kids all, it was just fun. It's just a fun tradition and a kind of a silly, fun, enjoyable time. But my parents didn't do that. My parents gave 
taught my older kids about Santa, <laughs> and he was a part of that. But when they got to me, for some reason, they said, I don't know if they just gave up and thought, I'm done. You know, like, <laughs> we're tired of being parents and dealing with all these extra traditions. But I didn't really, I didn't believe in Santa growing up yeah. either. Now, I, I don't want to get into a debate about Santa. No. I just want to think it's good to talk about and think about it. And if you're married, talk with your husband about how you best want to do that. I also think it's important that we don't fall into pride about that. I agree. Because yeah. it's easy to think, well, I'm not teaching my kids about Santa. And somehow think that that makes us more holy. Right. Because well, and we talk to our kids about, too, like other people do this differently. And that's something that I think is important because you don't want your kid to be the one that yes. ruins it for somebody else's. Yes, you are right. You are right. Okay, so now that brings me, since Santa is somewhat of a tradition, um, what are some traditions in your family and what traditions do you do every Christmas? Yeah, we love traditions. My husband is super into traditions and he's constantly wanting to add fun things to our family. So I think they're really important. Mm -hmm. You know, they make, they make your kids look forward to something and have something they can always remember. Kind of make, it sets up kind of who you are as a family. One of our favorite traditions, we always make gingerbread houses. This oh, every year. Yes, and we um, we just buy the kits. But the thing is, we've always done this with one of my best friends, Julie, um, and she actually passed away this oh. past January. And so, um, you know, January I, of twenty twenty. Yes. So this is going to be a hard Christmas. Yes. Yeah. I think um, this will be our first year doing the gingerbread houses without Julie. And the kids have talked about it all year. You know, mm -hmm. will we still do the gingerbread houses, mom? And I said, yeah, we will. I think, um, I mm -hmm. think it's important for us to keep doing it. And it's a way that we yep. can remember Julie and, um, and think about her. And I think we'll, we want to do this tradition with some other people who love her and just yeah. make it special for all of us. And we'll always do it. And we'll always talk about Julie. And so I think sometimes traditions traditions can be a neat way for us to remember people that we've lost or, to, right. you know, because Christmas can be, there can be hard things about Christmas. Yeah. It can be sad because you lost someone you love. Yeah. I mean, that's true if someone is making someone's favorite, you know, like their grandma's Christmas cookies and their grandma's passed away. Right. That doesn't mean we have to be sad the whole month. We can still celebrate the person's life and, yes. and the thing we have left to do, which is gingerbread houses or yeah. make pizzelles or whatever yeah. the cookies are, you yeah. know, and that's good. That's a great tradition. One of the traditions that I wanted to mention um, to all of you mamas out there who are listening with a lot of children, you see, I have six kids, and I sometimes tease that my bottom three are my second family <laughs> because I think I already did all these traditions. We did. We had one year. I did a fabulous, amazing. It was so much fun. I did not come up with this idea on a side note. It was not me. It was Christmas around the world, and I found a website that gave me really fun things to do every day. They were games or books you could read with a different Christmas tradition from another country, oh, and I cool. did that and it was really fun and my kids loved it. I, I remember that year Aldi had a lot of food that fit. They always have fun food from other countries. So yeah, we ate a lot do. of weird food that was really cool. And I did that and I remember mentioning that not too long ago and my younger kids were like I don't even really remember the yeah. Christmas around the world year and I was like oh yeah because you're my second family. That <laughs> does happen. I think I did a lot yep. more with my oldest yep. kids. So I think we have to be purposeful. It doesn't mean we have to go back and recreate everything we've done with our older group of kids, but it yeah. does mean we have to be purposeful with our younger kids because sometimes they get left in the dust. Yes, that is a helpful reminder. <laughs> 
All right, so did you carry over any traditions from your parents or from Josh's parents that you now have a part of your life? Yes, for sure. We One thing, my mom always made these amazing cinnamon rolls. She still does, always makes them every year at Christmas time and gives them away to lots of people, family and friends. She makes like three huge batches of these. It's an all-day thing. We mm. make cinnamon rolls. Um, and I do this now, too, because they're the best. And so does my sister. They're literally the best. They're always Christmas morning breakfast for our family. We love them. Actually, really funny is I actually was the recipient of some of these cinnamon Ooh, rolls. So you left. know. Yes, they were so good. Grace, who is our you know admin for our Facebook page, I've already talked about her. So sometime the week before Christmas, Grace showed up on my door with delicious, yummy cinnamon rolls. They were fabulous. Yeah, they're really good. She's good at making them too. And I mean, then I don't oh, think either one of us can make them as good as our mom, but they're no, really good. that's probably true. <laughs> but I actually just hint, hint, would like to see those show up on my door again. So yeah, that Grace, would be lovely. Or I guess I could do it too. <laughs> Okay, how about with your husband's family? Is there anything with your husband's family that you do that you've brought over to your house? Yes, well, the funny thing is, his the most notable Christmas tradition of his family that is always talked about, every Christmas Eve growing up, they always watched an action movie. What? Yeah. That does not seem like that's Christmas. <laughs> no, it's weird. It, I think it started because his mom sent his dad to go to the store or to the you know video rental place and get like a Christmas movie. Oh. And she jokingly said, oh, well, you could get Terminator 2. And he came home with Terminator 2. Oh, so hilarious. then they started always watching an action movie oh, that's on so Christmas funny. Eve. So, yeah. But, so Josh and I wanted to have like a fun Christmas Eve tradition, but not necessarily that. Right, <laughs> so, and that's okay. Yeah. You can change traditions too. For sure. So we hadn't really figured out an intentional one we wanted to do besides like Christmas Eve service at church. Um, but one year I was pregnant. I think I was when it was probably like seven years ago. I think I was pregnant with Penny. And we didn't really have Christmas Eve plans with extended family or anything, and I didn't feel like cooking at all. Yeah. So Josh said, oh, we'll just go out to eat after church. Fun. But there's nothing open. Oh, yeah. It's Christmas church. Eve. <laughs> so the only thing that was open was Waffle House. So we went there. Yum. And my kids thought it was the best oh. thing ever, of yep. course, and a tradition was born. And right then and there, Josh said, this is it. This is our Christmas Eve tradition. Oh, We're going to go so to Waffle fun. House every year. I, uh, I was I, like, no. But have you done it? Have you gone to Waffle we House? We have every year, and the kids love it yeah. so much. And yeah. that's the only time of the year we ever go to Waffle House. I love that that was like something that just morphed out of something normal. Yeah. You know, like it was just out of the circumstances you were in, and it was what your kids loved. It's so easy to expect an Instagram picture perfect Christmas or yeah. some event, and we think, I want to do this, but the reality is we need to do what fits and what our kids love to do. We, um, Bill and I, when our kids were little, we used to drive around and look at Christmas lights just because we enjoyed it. Yeah. And that is where what morphed into a tradition for us that yeah. happens every year. And so because our kids were little, we'd put them in their jammies. And I think I remember giving them a sucker because they'd keep them quiet in the car. And we could enjoy the lights. And uh, it turned into something we call now the jammy run. And oh, everybody that's so fun. puts their jammies on and everybody gets a big solo cup, red solo cup of popcorn and a big red solo cup of candy. And we drive all over looking at lights. And in our area, and maybe many areas are like this, you can find light 
houses that are set to music on the radio. Yes. That's so, so we will fun. drive to four or five of those that night and watch the music, listen to the music, and watch the, the lights. You know, it's crazy what people do to their houses. It's awesome, yeah. <laughs> and how much money they spent. But it's a really strange tradition that my kids have built and wanted to do, and it keeps going. Now, it'll yeah. be interesting to see if my son and his future wife keep that tradition going or if they come up with yeah, new ones. Yeah. And you know what? That's okay too. It is. Okay, so now I wanted to check in on something that we probably don't think about a lot with the holidays, and that's serving. Hmm. Do you have serving a part of your holiday, and if so, what do you do? Well, you know, I wouldn't necessarily think of this as serving, but I guess in a way it is a little bit. We we do our celebrations with extended families, like I said, the weekends before and after Christmas. So often on Christmas Day, we're just home together. So we will often invite over a family that yeah. doesn't have like extended family in the area or a single person who is lonely mm-hmm. on Christmas at Christmas time, and we'll have them over to be with us on Christmas Day. That's a great, great thing to do because there are a lot of families who are transplanted from another place. Yeah. Or there's single adults or maybe a single mom mm-hmm. who it's hard to build your own traditions by yourself, you know? So it's yes. really a blessing to them to do that. Um, I know that one woman I know who is a single adult, she um, was in our small group a few years ago when my kids were little. And one of the things she did is she wanted to make those shoe boxes that you make for oh, yeah. Samaritan's Ministries. And um, she said, listen, um, I would like you and your family to come over for dinner. So we went over for dinner. Then we drove together to the dollar store and she let my kids pick out all the supplies that were needed to go in those boxes. Then we went back to her house and we filled the boxes and then, and she paid for everything because she said she wanted to do that and serve people overseas, but she also wanted to do it with people and with kids. That's really neat. And so I loved that she chose, I mean, first off, I was thrilled for her to invite us. It was really fun. My kids had a great time. Yeah. But also she didn't just think about herself in it. She wasn't just sitting around thinking no one cares. No one's, you know, she was serving your family and she was looking for ways to make connections. And I think that's really, really amazing. Yeah. I love those shoe boxes too. We've done those before and that's a really neat way to just get your kids thinking outside of themselves. Like let's give something to people who have less than us. Um, and we occasionally, we've done like we'll get these catalogs in the mail from like Samaritan's Purse or another organization where they will have like things you can purchase to send to other families so we've done that before too that's great yeah and there's a lot of other options out there to serve Um, I do love your idea that you mentioned about just inviting a family over Mm -hmm. I think that's a great way that should be something we do frequently is to invite people over to our homes yeah you know the Bible's really clear about hospitality that's important and it doesn't stop at Christmas right Christmas is a time when we think that we should make it about ourselves and really if any other time it should be more outward focused yes absolutely I agree with you Okay, so Sarah, one more thought that I was thinking about. You and I have really busy families and lives. You know, our kids are have a lot of activities that happen, and we're always going places. We might be overwhelmed with the busyness, but there's probably some of our listeners who don't have that same lifestyle. Right. Maybe they're listening and they live alone, or their kids are grown, and mm-hmm. their kids are busy with their own families and traditions. Or maybe it's a single parent listening, and it looks her life looks different than yours and mine. Or someone who lives far, far, far away from their family and their hometown. And so their lives may feel very lonely. What do you think might be good suggestions to help someone deal with the loneliness that comes with Christmas or really any holiday? Yeah, that's a really good point, Julie. Um, 
I think really one of the most important things they can do is to be honest with others about how they're feeling, to reach out to someone and say, hey, I'm lonely. Even if you have to pick up the phone and call someone that's far away, just to have them pray for you, ask them to pray for you um, so that you can get the focus off yourself. Yeah. And, and, and also that helps because we sometimes think that we are the only one who's lonely. Right. But in reality, um, a lot of people struggle with loneliness, even in a big family, like one of our families. Yeah. You can easily have some loneliness issues. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think really f- trying to be purposeful to focus on God yeah. during the season. You know, the Lord is with you all the time. And yeah. he, he loves you more than anyone else could love you. So I think keeping that focus on him, remembering um, that he he is there for you. I think a verse that could be really relevant to this, and just thinking about how the Lord is with you and cares about yeah. you, um, Zephaniah 3.17 says, The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. Mm. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing. Mm. So just thinking about how he's always with you no matter yeah. how you're feeling, and he loves you. Yeah, and sometimes when when we're lonely or feeling down or depressed, mm-hmm. it's helpful to remember that God is there with us. Yes. Like he's not immune to our loneliness. Right. He's aware that we're feeling lonely, and turning to him is the number one best thing to do. Yes. He cares about us. Another thing, too, is, you know, one another way to keep that focus off yourself is to get out there and serve and to yeah. be able to reach out to someone and do something that will bless them. Yeah. I know that when, as I mentioned before, my this friend of mine called me up and said, hey, I want to make these shoe boxes full of stuff to send. Mm-hmm. I was so blessed by that. Yeah. I was abundantly blessed because I was a very busy mom. And having, and, and finances were not always easy. So having right. someone else say, hey, you want to do this together? It blessed me, and I'm pretty sure it blessed her, too. Yes. Yeah. Sarah, I'm so glad you came on today. It It was was so fun. It was great to talk about Christmas. I'm ready. I think I'm ready. Yes, me too. Okay, maybe not, but (laughs) I'm going to try to be ready. I'm ready to start preparing for it. That's right. How about that? That's good. Um, Would you pray for us as we exit the podcast today? Because there's so much happening right now. We kind of need to quiet our heart to get ready. Yeah, let's pray. Father, I thank you so much. I thank you for this time to talk about Christmas. And we thank you for the reminder that we need to keep the focus on you at Christmas, Lord. I pray that you'll help each of our listeners to be able to prioritize you and to teach their families about you and to just have peace at Christmas time, to not make it this busy, hectic thing, but that they would um, draw near to you during this time and find ways to prioritize the things that are important, Lord. I pray that you give us each wisdom and guide us in our preparations and in our worship of you at Christmas time. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And remember, when everything around you is shaken, you can stand unshaken because of our rock and our fortress, because of God. Until next time.